Hello and welcome to the 56th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of our lukewarm takes and Kale's mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the little dog to my big dog, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. Link tree there to other places that you can find us if you so wish. And with that out of the way, Kale, how are you going for this the sickest episode of Long Live Play we've ever made. I'm sick. This must me be too. a fucking <laughs> sign of the end times because me, the healthy, the one who is always hale and full of vigor, has been brought low by... Uh, it's not COVID. It's definitely a cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I'm stress sick. Like, I'm, I'm stressed, so I'm sick because of it. But I just have this cough that will not go away and hasn't gone away for, like, a week now. And it's a rough one too. Like, you know those coughs where like every now and again it sneaks up on you so bad that you kind of like almost vomit a little bit? Well, no, except <laughs> yes, now. Like, honestly, I haven't been this sick in months, if not years. But literally that happened to me today. I was in my bathroom like just hacking and I thought something was going to tear. This is what people want to hear, by the way, is it? <laughs> right up front. Oh, well, no, well, just... Everyone listening, I need you to know how many coughs I've cut out because I can guarantee there's going to be a lot of coughs getting cut out of this episode from both ends. <laughs> Speaking of both that's, ends, that's my that's my wheeziness right now. It's just <laughs> <laughs> fuck. But uh, look, I'm I'm alive. I've returned to you from Geelong, which is down in Victoria. It is a southerly place. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, nice town. Uh, wasn't what I was expecting at all. It was surprisingly built up. Uh, had a good time, except it got to like fucking four degrees at one point, and I was so mm. cold. And I think that's <laughs> why I'm sick. Also, the planes. Yeah. We had a great time, and then I came home and was immediately drowning in work. That's I'm starting to see the light, and then I speak to Govinda... And he is also drowning. <laughs> I'm so stressed out, dude. I'm so, uh, all I think about is work right now, and I can't. I've gone to the days where I got paid to do nothing but play games at home, and now I'm just busy all the time, and it's brutal. It's fucked too. Like I ostensibly, it's my job to play video games in some respect, and I haven't again. Like we're just <laughs> we're going to talk about it. I've played one thing, but that was for work and. Yeah, yeah. It's... And I decided, I decided to finally build my PC, and now I oh, wait, wait, don't stop. have time sorry, to sorry. play it. That was the smallest round of applause for you pulling the trigger on your rig from the smallest man. <laughs> Tell us about it. Tell us what's happened to you. No, I just, I just play. I play like there's so many games that I have now because I got Game Pass for a dollar for three months, so and so I have access to so many games that I only play them for maybe fifteen to twenty minutes each before I swap to another game because I'm I must have ADD of, of some sort. I think uh, and <clears throat> no, I think this isn't something that's spoken about enough. Like the just the fucking sheer scale of what you could be playing is almost paralyzing. This was my problem with Game Pass. It's a choice I downloaded, paradox. Yeah, I downloaded like 40 games and just slowly started deleting them because I was like, I'm never going to play this. Like, why is it here? Yeah. This is the downside of like these subscription gaming services, the PlayStation Plus like, premiums and the Xbox Game Pass is like, it's like Netflix. Like, I don't watch Netflix anymore because I get on there. I'm like, what the fuck do I watch? There's like four million things to watch on here and I don't know what to watch. So I'm not going to watch anything. Yeah. I'm going to play a game. And then I go get go to play a game and I look at Game Pass. I'm like, fuck. I don't know. Shit. Did you uh, try out Halo Infinite? I did try out Halo Infinite. I couldn't get my DualSense to work on the Xbox app initially. So I was playing mouse and keyboard on it, which from what I can tell, there is a pretty heavy disadvantage for mouse and keyboard versus controller aim assist in Halo. So I didn't do fantastic and I'm never good with a mouse and keyboard. So that really compounded my issues. Uh, but I've, I've since figured out how to get my dual sense working on there. So I, I haven't really put too much time into it since, but I, at some point I'll go back to it. I'm going to be real with you. I just don't really care for first person shooter, single player stories. 
That's so weird because I kind of think that you do. As a quick aside, I'd just like to point out how fucking seamlessly you started talking about a fucking Xbox PC <laughs> exclusive game. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I can talk to. I was playing some Total War, Warhammer Three as well, which I know you're right into. That's very uh, exciting for me. That's very exciting. Now I got Age of. Stupidly, I went onto Steam because there's a huge sale on Steam right now, and I got Age oh, of Empires Govinda. Two. Oh my sweet summer child. There's always a huge sale on Steam. <laughs> so I bought Age of Empires 2 for like $8 and then really quickly, almost within, I could probably actually get an exchange because Steam's good for that. I realized yeah. it's on Game Pass for nothing. Yep. I could have just got it for nothing, uh, which is fine. And then I realized Age of Empires 4 was there and I was like, well, I'm, I'm definitely getting Age of Empires 4. And so now I was playing a bit of that yesterday morning. Uh, the only time I play games essentially is like the hour before I start work. Yeah, right. The the calm before the storm. <laughs> and then I feel like I'm like stressing. I keep looking at the clock while I'm playing. And I'm not enjoying it because I'm just like, can I get this in before I've got to start working? Uh, I don't know. And like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a bit fucked at the moment. So yeah, I'm all over the place and I've lifted my ban on talking about non-PlayStation games on what we've been playing. So what I really want realistically is I want like, not right now, but at some point I want you to boot up Total War, Warhammer 3, run a benchmark and send me the results. That's what I'm interested to know. Okay, I can kind of give you... It's not going to be a proper benchmark. I didn't run the benchmark. I can just kind of tell you what I'm playing at, if you would like. Yeah, go on. So, initially, I I didn't have a frame rate counter going when I first booted it up. And it was at 4K Ultra. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then I realized my GeForce... nvidia like app i can actually put up a a frame rate counter i went in there and it was running at like 30 frames a second at 4k ultra and i was like all right that's not fantastic so essentially i had to drop it down to i don't know the exact resolution but like 2560 yeah probably 20 2560 whatever not 4k is like half the 4k a little bit over half and and then i put it up and then it's all essentially on high from there and i get a pretty lock 60 at that, and my monitor can't do better than 60, so everything I play, I play at 60. Uh, pro tip for Total War specifically, go 2560, everything to ultra, but turn shadows off entirely. Mm, okay. Shadows, like, uh, do so much to fucking bring yeah, that Yeah, that and uh, anti-alias thing seem to be pretty heavy hitters. I booted up Forza Horizon 5 just because I wanted to and I could. And I like it because it's a game that was designed for the Xbox Series X and is on PC as well. So when I booted it up, it was like, hey, so these are our recommended settings for you. And it was 4K extreme, like beyond yeah. the ultra settings. And I was like, oh. And so I did that and it was running at a solid 60 frames a second. And then for some reason, halfway through, I got a uh, error popping up being like, you're out of VRAM. And I was like, what? Yeah, I've had that. I don't really understand what that means, but that's something. Is the you know your graphics card will be like a twenty eighty Ti with eight gigs of RAM. The VRAM yeah. is that RAM. This yeah, is right. on your actual graphics card. So I just turned a, I turned some shadow quality down. I turned a little bit of stuff down just so it doesn't happen again. I haven't had it since. I just had this really annoying issue for just with Forza. Where by the way, who says Forza? Where's Forza? What is this? I might say that just as a fucking idiot. Maybe it's maybe it's the right way to say it. it. Just seems weird. There's no T in it, so Forza seems weird. But maybe it's an Italian thing. Anyway, I had this weird problem where my dual sense was connected, but it wouldn't recognize that as my input all the time. It would have all my keyboard inputs, and then if I hit any button on it, it would flash the buttons on my dual sense. And then this brings me to my main problem with PC, and it always has been, is that like, yeah, it's always a fuck around. It is, but at the same time, it gets streamlined. Like, now I know what i got to do every game. Like, I know my settings. I know what I need to do. Uh, now that I understand big picture mode a little better and how to load up pre-existing configs for controllers, that's a game changer. Like, you can actually... Do you know about that? No, I don't know about any of I it. I actually had to, I had to download a Windows DS4 app so that I could use the DualSense in the, window, in the Xbox app because it doesn't natively support it, like, unlike Steam does. It'll be your favorite thing in the world. Like, just on the back end of Steam, you can load button configurations for your controller, and it's, like, rated by reviews, and they're just uploaded by the community. So, like, people that have weird controller setups. It's usually just rock solid, but, like, you know, if you have a Yeah, no, it's fine. Like, Steam seems to have integrated it a lot better than the Xbox app. Like, Xbox really doesn't seem to want you to use a PlayStation controller. Like, they really make it difficult. 
Yeah, fair. Uh, I haven't really tried. Windows DS4 thing seems fine, and it seems to do the job. But anyway, I haven't fucking played my PlayStation pretty much since <laughs> I got this on Thursday, and really, I haven't played this since I got this on Thursday because I went straight to your house to take care of your little dog. And he was he was alive when I got home, so that's um... he was alive. He was alive, and I know on the show last week I did tell you I wouldn't clean up the poop, but I did clean up a little poop. I appreciate it. I cleaned up like three today. <laughs> yeah, he's always pooping. He pooped right in your room. Yeah, it was pretty classic. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he almost did the Amber Heard. I was hoping he did. Because it was actually your side of the bed in the room. It was just on the floor, though, was the problem. That's how you know something's out of sorts when he's pooping in the room. Dogs are pretty good about not pooping where they sleep. And he, of course, sleeps in that room. Exactly. And he he didn't... I don't know if he did sleep in that room while you were gone. But anyway, he, he definitely bothered me in the morning in a real cute way. So it's okay. <laughs> but while I was there... Now that we can move this along a little bit. While I was there, I was able to finish The Quarry, which we are going to talk about in full spoiler depth at the end of the episode. If you want to listen to that, you can. If not, I'd probably just end it when we get there. I also... PlayStation Plus Premium came out that same week, like right after we recorded almost, like the next day. We'll we'll talk about that at the end too. There's a whole bit about it. Well, I'm just bringing it up because while I was at your house, I downloaded uh, Bee Simulator and my friend Pedro off the service. And just very quickly, Bee Simulator, really bad. Don't play it. Delete that immediately. My friend Pedro would have been good if I wasn't maybe a little bit inebriated. Yeah. Uh, and it was just required too much coordination that I was not able to provide. <laughs> but it was funny and weird. And it reminded me of like Hotline Miami meets Elastomania. As a banana man. Well, you're a man, but there's something with bananas involved with it too. I know uh, nothing it's, about this. You you need to watch it. Like Elastomania combined with Hotline Miami is very apt. Like it's a side scroller platformer, and you just literally like you hit things and you start flipping in the air and rolling, and you've got two pistols and you're just dual wielding and killing everyone around you. And there's a lot of skill about the way that you jump and roll and stuff. Very Elastomania, if you remember this game that existed when I was in high school in like 2004. I don't actually. I don't know that. Oh, it's like that was when you were like a. It was like a bike, and you had to like hook the wheel over a certain. Bit. Anyway, it was just a think trials. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm with you. But more wacky, like more just elastic. And anyway, if anyone knows Elastomania, awesome. If not, look it up. Uh, and then beyond that, I I only play PC games now. So this is going to be the last episode of Long Live Play. <laughs> what a way to go! Just <laughs> subsumed by the PC. <laughs> <laughs> Master Ace. No, 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 no. It's fine. But I did realize that Final Fantasy twelve was in PlayStation Premium, and I was like, maybe that's the next Final Fantasy that I go to. Like, maybe I'm just going to keep fucking that chicken. You're just spoiled for choice, because I think it's on Game Pass, too. <laughs> you can have this shit I'd anyway. rather it on PlayStation. I, I still do, too. You know what I mean? What yeah. I, what I, I want I... trophies. If I can get trophies, the yeah. trophies are really the draw. I really struggle with that, like, because even though... PC is virtually superior in every way. Like, the game is going to be cheaper, it'll run better and faster, and it's going to look better. But it's better. on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. But ultimately, the Siren Song of the Trophies usually wins out for me. Like, it usually yeah. wins yeah. out. That's enough. i got to get that trophy level up, dude. I'm, on, I'm pushing 400. i gotta, I got to really get there. That's actually impressive. I'd like, to, I'd like to compare that someday. Maybe we could go through our lists. Just, well, uh, actually, interesting that you thought about this because you didn't actually ask me how I'm going for once in the last like five episodes. That's true. <laughs> me and Emily are going to go to Tasmania in the last week of July, which means that at some point, Kayla and I are going to record what I would like to call an evergreen episode that is it's not what, the normal. It's what everyone calls them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We coined that, I'm pretty sure. All it's right. almost like those trees. I don't know what it's called, but when the trees never go like change color in autumn, I don't know what if there's a name for that specifically. But autumnal. No, it's evergreen, dude. The evergreens it's, is a work that I like. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> so we're gonna do that, and maybe we can incorporate that into it as well. Or we could pause right now and quickly have a look in our apps and see what we're at, and go from there. Let's do that really quickly. So I'm a I'm a level three fifty seven. Oh, that's not as high as I was expecting from you. Yeah, no. I'm a mighty three forty seven. But I'm 57, so I'm like, I'm better by 10. How about them platies? 31. 28. Mm, sneaking up on you. I still have one in the back pocket that I'm saving for the next time you get one, so I can just catch up again. 
I do just need to pop a few and not fucking say a word to you until I've got like a few ahead of you. <laughs> a few ahead of me means you'd have to get like six platinums for them. That's not going to just happen out of nowhere. We have a podcast where we talk about the PlayStation games we play every single week. I am, uh, I am willing to go out on a limb and say this here, that when Persona 5 releases on PS5 in October, I will be platinuming that game. I'm positioned to, in fact. Do you... Well, well, the real question is, will your save be able to be transferred? Imagine we don't if it know. wasn't able to. <laughs> In that case, I will not be platinuming Persona 5. <laughs> uh, anyway, randomly, that's coming to Switch as well, which is really bizarre, but whatever, it is what it is. Yeah, so I feel like I'm, I'm better than you, and I'm glad that we, said that we figured that out on the air. Well, Govinda, I played through all of Disgaea 6 as a review for PushSquare.com, and let me tell you, this is a 7 out of 10 video game. <laughs> no, is this the sense. Push Square rubric or the, the Long Live Play rubric? Probably both, actually. Like, Push Square has a very low Metacritic rating. Like, they are notoriously the low scores. The average score is low. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good game. I love Disgaea. Strategy RPG. It's crazy and zany. It's like Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's very, very, very over the top. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Honestly, not too much to say on it. Like, it's it was a good game. I enjoyed it for what it was, but, like, I probably won't ever go back to it. This is, like, a weird game where you could kind of play it forever. It just sort of... I think the level cap is, like, 99 million, and it has... Yeah, it's very random like that. Like, very... Like, you can do ridiculous millions of damage points and... Yeah, it does some cool things. Like, I, I kind of like that it leans into how ridiculous it is. And because it's set in the netherworld and it's demons and stuff, you're actively encouraged to cheat. And it gives you, like, all kinds of tools to do that. Like, you can lower the levels of enemies in a stage. Or you can just, like, automate combat and just leave your PlayStation on and gain thousands and thousands of levels. And it, like, it encourages you to do all these things. Like, hmm. You can do, uh, there's like a dedicated cheat shop and you can like fuck with sliders. So like, say you get a hundred percent money experience items, you can like lower your item chance and money chance and just bump up experience. So like you can fuck with like the internal rewards and things and it's just cool. It's, I like the way they do it. It's got like a weird little humor to it as well. Okay, well, I, look, I played Disgaea 3 and it just never really did it for me. You know what I mean? I tried and I was like, I don't get it. It's just not for me. Yeah. No, they got to hit you. I played um, the first one at a really good time on my Vita. And I just <sighs> the fell down the rabbit hole with it. I loved it. It was so good. I, I'm holding out hope for Vita 2. I'm, I am. I'm going to do it. I'm saying it right I'm, now. My wife listens to this and she said I can't have one, but I want a Steam Deck more than anything. <laughs> Why? Anything. If it doesn't give me PlayStation trophies, I don't want it, dude. The PC was the the only exception. Oh, but I've got so many games, and there's so many like fucking nerdy RPGs I could have Can't on it. Can't you just? And I already you just own remote them. play to your iPad. Yeah, but I want the Steam? Steam Deck. <laughs> okay, whatever. Steam Deck. She will never let you get it because when it comes out in Australia, it's going to be like fifteen hundred dollars. <throat> I think they're eight hundred, the base level. In Australia? They're not even out yet. I think so. Anyway, let's move this shit along, Kale. Please do before I fucking drown in my own phlegm. Kavinda, could I interest you in some quick fire news? Sure. We talked about it last week, but we have confirmation that Sony will not only be skipping Gamescom, uh, they won't have a presence at opening night live either. This is the live streamed show they do before the actual physical event kicks off. Not a huge deal, but, you know, there'll still be PlayStation games there, just not first party ones. Well, it's... I, okay. I wasn't really expecting them to be at any part of Gamescom when I found out they weren't going to be at Gamescom, so... Yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't explicitly said. So some people were kind of holding out hope they might show up, but alas, alas, no. Moving right along, Gotham Knights is going to be the biggest Batman game ever, which is a pretty big feat considering Arkham Knight was so big that you had to have a fucking Batmobile. Now, you and I are not really looking forward to this game as such. No, (laughs) no, not at all. Honestly, like actively rooting against it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) There wasn't much here, but in this story we did find out that there's going to be a bat cycle. Now, I'm not familiar with the bat cycle. We only knew this 
Uh, Do we know about the bat cycle? Yeah, yeah. They showed some gameplay. Everyone has access to the bat cycle, regardless of who you're playing. I just can't. I don't know what it is, but this just looks so average. This looks like the CW Batman like shows. You know what I mean? Like they are bad. It looks like a teen drama Batman, and it just doesn't do it for me at all. Sometimes I'm here for the teen drama, but not in the Bat family. You know what I mean? In the Wheel of Time. How dare you invoke my favourite book series name at this inopportune moment? No, I'm talking about the cool TV series that it has the same name. Don't ever talk about that again. <laughs> I watched one episode and I was so fucking disgusted. I just, I just hung my head in shame. You should have given it more of a chance, dude. Never. Govinda, this surprised me. Again, I think this was known, but it was news to me. So, when Overwatch 2 comes out, it's going to be free to play. And it will literally replace the original SKU on your console. Like, your Overwatch game will just switch and suddenly it'll be Overwatch 2. Did you oh. know that? No, I didn't realize it was going to just automatically take over. Like, it's going to just be... So, essentially, it is a patch. <laughs> yeah. Overwatch 2 yeah. is a patch of Overwatch. <laughs> cool. But, and again, it's free to play. So, it's like, it doesn't really affect anyone. And I guess that's a way they can just be like, well, all the same characters are here. <laughs> Same stages. Are they? I don't. I haven't really looked into it at all. Although I do think that the uh, the beta starts. I think this weekend. Yeah, and the full game comes out in October. Like this is not. I'll play this. We liked the. Oh no, I original. Totally, I really liked the original Overwatch, and I think they ironed out some issues with it originally because now they do the roll queue. So there's only one tank, two DPS, and two healers. That's cool. And now um, I'm just reading uh, the push square write up. Uh, there's. It's no longer six v six. It's five v five, which I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Used to be. It used to be two two two. So two oh. tanks, two DPS, two healers, and now it's one tank, two DPS, and two healers. <laughs> the problem I always had with Overwatch is one roll queue was good because your teams were a bit more balanced, and that was rad. But I never played DPS because it was impossible to find a game within twenty minutes of a DPS character, and so I always played tank or healer. And now, based on tank being less available, I'll probably just be a healer again forever. It's funny. Which is that was always my thing. That's like a common thing because that was exactly my experience with Final Fantasy XIV. Like you just cannot be a DPS because everyone is a DPS. But if you're a tank, you just fucking join top of the queue every time. <laughs> it's, it's well, that was time. like that in Overwatch when they first introduced roll queue with the two two two. But now there's only one tank, and I was like, okay, well, Jesus, I guess. Fuck Wait, me, did, right? Did you say two healers? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of... You would have thought two DPS. One healer. There is two DPS. Oh, sorry, sorry. Five. Yep. One, two, cool. two. One tank, two DPS, two healers. I'm all there today. I'm yeah, all there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice, too, because depending on what you do, you literally just give... You just go, okay, your job as a healer is just to heal the tank. Just keep the tank alive. That's the only job you have. And the other one can deal with everyone else. Yeah, right. So in the original Overwatch, if there was a one tank situation, you just have Mercy healing that tank and then a Lucio healing everyone else and you're, you're Gucci. Next up, Govinda, how would you like to know a little bit more about the upcoming Horizon TV show? <laughs> if I must. It's called Horizon 2074. Uh, it will include production talent from shows like The Boys and your favourite, The Expanse. It's okay. That's actually kind of cool. It's pretty cool. It's uh, filming in Toronto, and we know all this because journalist Jeff Grubb actually did the work and like looked at fucking castings up in Canada and like who was doing yep. what and all kinds of things. So it's uh, so much, much shoots in Canada, and I'm assuming there's a lot to do. There's like something something to do with taxes or something. I'm yeah. sure that is causing that to happen. Honestly, uh, you you instantly piqued my interest from almost nothing. To a little like bit a five, more. Because The Boys is pretty sick and The Expanse is also pretty sick. May I peek it ever so slightly further? <laughs> take me out to dinner first. Jesus Christ. Uh, we know that the story will take place across two timelines and it will not be a rehash of the game. Presumably it won't even feature Aloy. It will just explore the world, different characters. It's more appealing to me. I'm glad they're not rehashing it because as someone who's played the game, that's not appealing to me. No. Uh, I assume they'll do, like, what, the pre-destruction of Earth and the post-destruction of Earth is the obvious choice there. I actually did look this up, but I'm hazy on it. I believe, like, the our timeline, everything fucks up in, like, 2064. 
So, like, mm-hmm. 2074 might be, like, when it's all fallen to shit. Okay, okay. The, when the robots are actually taking over and, and making no, themselves no, no. again. I don't think they're there at all. So, like, that's when all the environmental shit's going on. The robots don't emerge until, like, hundreds, if not a full... Like, Aloy is a full thousand years later. Like, after the robots have, like, regrown everything and, like, fucking grubbed in the mud yeah, like they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. For sure. Okay, well, look, we'll see. I, I'm sort of interested, but I also don't watch a lot of TV lately, so who knows? This is one of those interesting situations where, like, if they don't cast Lance Reddick, it's going to be such a fucking travesty because he is an actor. He is, like, a recognisable person. And, like, I don't know, maybe his character can work in there somehow. But well, it's just the wrong timeline, though. Well, in the future timeline, he could be a part of it. But what is he going to do? Guess. I guess I, we don't know what the future timeline's going to be, so that's possible. And if Aloy isn't in it... Actually, I don't you know mean, that Aloy... Uh, he, he plays Silas, correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that Aloy isn't in it, but they're not specific. We don't have that yeah, hard fair. facts. Well, we'll see what it is when we see it. Oh, also, that's coming to Netflix. Important to say. Oh, okay, interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that, but continue. Now, Govinda, I need you to pause and... I've watched what? it. Oh, you've seen it. Even better. Yeah. Tell me what your thoughts are about this Elden Ring live action trailer number two. Yucky. Why is it there? Why does it exist? What's the, what is the purpose of it? Can you explain I don't, that to me? I don't know. So this, this features Israel Adesanya, who I believe is a very famous UFC fighter. <laughs> so right <laughs> up front, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. But this man is in this Elden Ring ad, and it's so weird. He's doing, like, a, a cosplay. He's talking, of like, trying to get you pumped up to become it's the It's like an Elden amp up, Lord. like, hype video where he's like, when you fall down, you just got to get back up. And I'm like, Yes, what? be sharper than their swords, is what he says. Hit harder than their hammers. I just don't understand, like, why is, why is Elden Ring doing live-action trailers at all? And why is there another <laughs> one coming out? months and months after the game's release. And specifically, even more bizarrely, like this is an accolades trailer. So it's like, it's Israel pumping you up. It's a little bit of gameplay. And then it's like review scores from the different outlets, like thrown up. It's like such a weird- Yeah, the quotes coming up. Yeah, it's like such a weird brag four months after launch. Like normally you get this like a week or two after a game comes out or something. Yeah, I just want to, that's why I'm like, one, I didn't even see the first live action trailer, but why, like, why does this exist? I don't understand. And I'm, I never will. It's worth watching as well. It features <clears throat> Ming-Na Wen and it's like a similar situation. Like she's in her training dojo and it's the same thing. She's trying to seek the Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, it's very... Well, all right. And it's like not new gameplay trailer, like gameplay and either. It's the exact same stuff you've seen before, but then just with like the IGN review scores over the top. It's bizarre. Very bizarre. But Govinda, now it's time for the news we care about. We got a bunch of news this week regarding Final Fantasy 16, most of which comes from an interview given by producer Naoki Yoshida. Firstly, we learned that there will be some kind of support system coming to the game, aimed at assisting players who aren't confident with action combat systems. Whether this will be some kind of lower difficulty, a simplified combo setting, or something else entirely remains to be seen. Next, we learned that 16 will feature a party of characters fighting alongside protagonist Clive, dispelling our fears. However, we also learned that players will only be able to play as Clive and other party members would be AI-controlled in a change from the system we saw in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Finally, it was revealed that there would be no American English accents in the game. Instead, characters would instead have British English accents, so as, so as better to suit the medieval fantasy setting. Strangely, Yoshi decided the reason for this being he thought American fans would be angry if American accents were used. Now, there's a lot there, Govinda, and we're going to go through Really it. quickly, before we do go through it, I just want to throw something else in there, because in a new interview with IGN, producer Naoki Yoshida talked about Final Fantasy 16 and confirmed it will not be an open-world game. That's good. I wonder, like, this might have all came from the same interview, and I just missed that, but... Uh, uh, very possibly, but that is good, because I, I think I didn't... I think that was like the weak part of 16, sort of, but I like open world 15. aspects. Oh, sorry, 15. I like open world aspects. Like Final Fantasy 12 has some cool open world aspects, I think, but 
I don't know. We'll um, see. Anyway, I'm virtually, I'm virtually ready to be done with open world unless like someone can do something interesting like Elden Ring did. Like if it's just the cookie cutter fucking Ubisoft model, I'm done with that. There's no. It holds no, nothing. No, I like the. Uh, we talked about it with the original Final Fantasy VII last week, but I like the idea of like the open world with a linear path kind of vibe you know like you are just meant to go here but there's other things you can do like in 12 the reason the open world's there is so you can go do hunts and find like and that's great random shit around you know and i like that yeah i'm fine with that too i just mean like fucking ubisoft yeah or even like horizon you know realistic even like days that is in my mind that isn't ubisoft open world they are they like if it's got like fucking Outposts to be cleared and like lookout points. That's what I hate. If, yeah, the I think the lookout points is the <laughs> defining feature. You know, like if I've got to climb something and then it reveals the area of the map that we've we've hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. So I need something. I mean, I'm going to play these games because uh, I'm gonna. But so let's go through this bit by bit. The yeah, first bit you... with the s- support system uh, for people who are not confident with the action combat system. That's kind of what they have in. Seven remake because they do have that the setting where you can just kind of they automatically attack and you just are doing the input commands. It's not clear if that's the case here because presumably this is going to be a more complicated combat system considering you only play as one character the whole game. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess my assumption though would be that's kind of what it is because I I'm hoping that while you are only playing as one character, you can still be issuing commands to other characters to do certain things. We don't know that for sure. Uh, I know, I know, but that's what, everything we're talking about is speculation at this point, and that's kind of what I would be hoping for. It's like a again, I keep like a like a advanced Kingdom Hearts. My read, yeah, like you're probably right, but. My read of it was that you wouldn't be doing it. They would just do their own thing entirely, and you just sort of sort yourself out. I'm just again. Look, let's talk about twelve again. Bring back the gambit system. The gambit system I loved was it. great. You could simplify it a little bit if you want to, because Kingdom Hearts has a re- sort of a gambit system as well. But I think that's a good way for it to kind of feel like you're contributing to how your team is working together without actively controlling them. And I, for me, like that's. I, that sounds sick to me. I'm glad that you're not controlling everyone because we've, again, spoke about it at nauseum, but that is probably one of my bigger issues with the combat system of 7 Remake. Yeah. God, just as a quick aside, you have such like a open world to you now. Forgive the use of that term. Uh, in the hey. In the form of CRPGs, the computer role-playing game. Like now you can go play games like Baldur's Gate or Pillars of Eternity 2 where those systems are still in play. Like, they, that's where these fucking gambit system things come from. Like, you set how your party members react and how they perform. There's so it's many good you said that. I actually play. have Pillars of Eternity, too, because I think you got me to buy it once, and it was on... I could play it on oh, my yeah, Mac on Steam. That's, that's right. I remember that. I just... I don't know what it is. I just doesn't... It, I just don't do it. I, I really wish they would hurry up and just release Knights of the Old Republic 2 so I could play that. Even though I'm kind of over Star Wars, I would play that. But I'll look, I'll, we'll get in there maybe. Baldur's Gate 2 or whatever. Fuck yeah. Now, really quickly, <laughs> on a random aside, now that you've made me talk about a PC game, so I've essentially just figured out that Total War is Heroes of Might and Magic, but way more advanced. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fairly fair to say. Yeah. So, you wanna, yeah, anyway, that's all I have to say. Yeah, but it's just continue. a much more advanced version. <laughs> Uh, but look, back to Final Fantasy 16, stoked that there's actually going to be a party. Like, whatever, it, it's, it is in the DNA of Final Fantasy seven, of Final Fantasy that there is a party system, and so, if it, no, it looked like there wasn't, so I'm glad that they've confirmed that there is, because it definitely was one of the main fears. Just as a quick note, I've included the alternate to Clive Clyde here to remind myself that yesterday I fucking published an article on pushsquare.com in which I referred to him as Clyde, which is not. Not the name of the main character. And it was just so live is, for hours. It is Clive, right? It's it's Clive. Clive Palmer. I just need to confirm that again now <laughs> because it's like... it's. Didn't you say you had an uncle with this name? Uh, it was my grandpa. What's his name? Ro- uh, it was his middle name, actually. Rodney Clive Grono. So it's Clive. I just need to confirm again. <laughs> I just need to know for myself. His name is Clive... Rosfield, and he's the main protagonist of the game, the firstborn son of the Archduke of Rosaria, Clive. Now, all right, now we've cleared that up. I'm, I'm glad we spent so much time on that. Isn't it strange that 
they felt the need to tell us that there was only going to be British voice actors. And I thought that was the weirdest thing to say. I was like, okay, cool. It's I, I appreciated his points. Uh, obviously, it's all translated, so it's like it loses a little bit of meaning. But from what I gather, it was like, you know, Lord of the Rings set such a precedent. Now modern audiences just think European when they think medieval fantasy. And there is yeah. something to that. Like, Well, it's because... Um, American accents didn't have a medieval time. Well, if you want to be real nerdy, Govinda, English ones didn't either. <laughs> it was that kind of came later, but it's more recognizable. Like French would be a better one. That would be something that has existed for a fucking Well, what really do they sound time. like in England? I mean, they use similar term. It would be they wouldn't understand the language. And that would be the case with France too, I suppose, but there's just more mixing there because it's like the Anglo-Saxons these are originally Germanic people. They come to fucking Britain where they got to deal with like Irish and Scottish and Gaelic people. And it's all just a fucking nightmare. And that's how we have our <laughs> languages. So it's, it's interesting. I did appreciate that Yoshida himself was like, he thought American fans would be angry if they heard American accents. Cause it would pull them out of the fantasy. I think it would pull me out of the fantasy, honestly, as an American. I am an American. That is weird. I forget that. You're not yeah, really. So, well, I am. I don't sound it, and legally, but I am. But I've got the passport. Yeah, legally, exactly. I owe them tax that I haven't paid. Probably, but <laughs> it's fine. It was interesting though. I went back and like just listened to Snow from Final Fantasy 13, even though that's not a fantasy game. That's like a strong American accent to me, and it is weird to hear. Or like even Cloud in Seven Remake, he has an American accent. Like what we're yeah, getting well, here. So does like so does Titus. It, it, this is just a medieval thing. Like it's it's the it's the setting that requires the English accents. I was just trying to think because like Balthea is incredible, but then Vaughn, that's got to be an American accent, right? Yeah, yeah, Vaughn yeah. for sure is. But like Balthea is fucking on point. If everyone sounds like that, well, you know why, right? It was because Balthea seems like sure he's a pirate and he steals from people, but he had he had class and elegance, so he had to be English. Whereas Vaughn was a little street rat, so he had to sound American. Like, he was a Sky pirate, Govinda. A sky pirate. Both of you. So I, I called him a pirate. Yeah. yeah. Like he's a pirate. So he's a, yeah, he you, a sky pirate. So you're confirming. So he's a pirate, like I said the first time. Anyway, fucking pedanticness aside, let's keep it moving, Kale. We got shit to talk about. PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium is now live in Europe, and Extra and Deluxe are available in Australia and New Zealand. The service went live at the end of last week, and it's pretty cool, actually. Sony had promised over 700 titles coming to the service at the highest tiers, but according to some sleuthing done by the noble staff at Push Square, there are in fact 802 titles available. One step forward, one step back though, because we also learned that the games you have claimed via this service are only yours for as long as they remain a part of it. If the game is ever removed from the lineup, you will no longer be able to play it, even if it is downloaded to your console. Finally, the PS Plus free games coming to the service next month have leaked, and they are Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, The Dark Pictures, Man of Medan, and Arcadegeddon. Govinda, tell me about your experience with this fucking premium service. Deluxe, I mean. We have Deluxe. So, we have Deluxe. I, I bought Deluxe. It literally was like $10 more for me to get Deluxe for the rest of the year than it was for me to get the premium for the rest of the year, so I was like, fuck it, let's go. Uh, I, I'm not su super surprised that if the game leaves the service, you don't get to play it anymore. It's like Netflix. Yeah, it's just um, that had never been said publicly. They confirmed oh, that. Oh, come on, guys. I think Game Pass is a similar thing. Like, they give you a heads up being like, this, get play it while you can and it's going to be gone. Yeah. So I guess it's something we'll have to kind of keep an eye out on about games that are leaving and coming to the service as, as it goes. It's just a lot. I haven't really had a whole lot of time with it again. I was busy. I bought a PC. I just haven't really had a lot of time. But there is a lot of games on there. Unfortunately, for people like you and I, I've played all of the good ones. <laughs> Most of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, it. this really just makes me regret all the money I ever spent on video games because they're all well, here. How are you to know when you got your money's worth because you got to enjoy them that time and they might not be there forever. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be a rolling roster. That's true. Know? Uh, that makes and me feel slightly better. I, f I see our problem again with our, we're in a very unique circumstance where I'm signed into your account, you're signed into my account. So, like, I was like, oh, Prey's on there. That's cool. And then I realized that, like, you have Prey. And then 
I would tell you that Prey is locked at 30 on PlayStation, so you should play it on PC. <laughs> is it actually? Oh, yeah, they yeah. haven't done the, the, they haven't done the PS5 version. So then I'm like, oh, Prey, cool, I'm not going to play it, because I'll get to play it on PC and spend money on it like an idiot. So it is a good service. I think it's not that good for us, but like I think a lot of people will get a lot of benefits out of it. Like my brother got it and he was like, this is sick, because there's heaps of like racing games on there that he didn't yeah. have and now he's got access to and... Yeah, I don't think it's too bad. And I, I actually downloaded Ape Escape because I wanted to see what all this PAL NTSC bullshit was about. And I, I we're playing the PAL version. And you can tell you are because when it comes up, it says PlayStation Entertainment Europe. Yeah, yeah. So that's how you know you're playing PAL. If it says America, you're playing NTSC. And I, I actually didn't notice any issues with it. I didn't play it for very long. I played it for like 10 minutes. So take that with a grain of salt. But I also saw... Sony gave an update saying that they will bring NTSC version options to the rest of the world that don't currently have them. So it's pretty rest cool. Assured, you will have the choice at some point. Yeah, I'm similar. Like I, I probably spent 20 minutes just looking, scrolling through this fucking never-ending list, and like there's some like early PS1 stuff I wouldn't mind just like checking out. Obviously, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, like I'll just play it for 15 minutes and delete it. But I don't know things like Wild Arms or like. I don't yeah, know. even the original Resident Evil, I saw that. And I was well, like, oh, that I downloaded, like. I downloaded Siphon Filter because it's one of those games that I feel like I should know about a little bit, but I just mm. don't have any history with it at all. So I just was like, we'll see what this is fucking about. Yeah. So yeah, um, look, it's it's okay. I feel like a, a, the the classic game lineup feels a little bit weak for the extra money that you're paying, and I haven't tried the game trials yet. The only trial that interests me that I saw on the list was uh, Tiny Tina. Me too. I was, I looked at that as well. I was like, is that right? But like, I'm probably not going to buy it so then i don't really feel the need to try the game trial because i know what it is you know what i mean yeah look this will be an ongoing thing we'll just talk about it as we actually get time to check it out i did want to say going forward with the uh the ps plus free games i'm just gonna say them and the version like I- i'm just assuming ps5 at this point we're at a point now <laughs> where like well these oh, are you mean the for games. the free ps plus games that come out each yeah. Still? yeah yeah i just i I just assume you can play them all on PS4. <laughs> well, you can certainly assume, play oh, them all you on, can all PS5. Play on PS5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily all of them. I actually think Arcade Again may only be for PS5, but I, I can't confirm that or deny that. And we won't. <laughs> and we refuse to. We definitely won't. It's interesting that the Dark Pictures Man of Madan is on here it's right after the Quarry releases. I guess it's to see if they can rope some more people into playing the Dark Pictures anthology, but. I will say you said this. this was one of the better ones, right? Yeah, as the perfect lead into our next segment, I was actually scared at points in the Dark Pictures Man of Medan. A feeling I never had playing The Quarry. And now we will discuss The Quarry. Now, heads up, full spoilers, full, full spoilers. We are going to be spoiling everything and talking about... Who- and I guess it's it's a subjective spoiler because my, my playthrough is very different to Kale's from what I can tell. But you will find out stuff that you maybe wouldn't want to find out if you haven't played it and intend to. So now is the point of no return. If you want to hear our review slash spoilery castness of The Quarry, keep listening. If not, bow out now. So what did you think? High level. Boy, high level. I'm going to give you a score, like, off the bat, I reckon. All right. Just, and we can talk about why I give it to you. Actually, let me pull up the... Uh, yeah, I was like, I need to... Let me pull up to, uh... our rubric just to be, just to be sure. Because I just... I, I thought this in my head without actually reviewing our rubric. Interesting. Uh, look, you know what? I, I originally was going to give this a six. Yeah. But actually, reading, reading our reviews, I'm going to probably give it a five-five. Oh, interesting. Because I was looking at, like, a six-five. A six-five. Interesting. So, let's... let's really quickly, I'm going to give you a... A five that we have is an average game, some promising ideas, but the overall experience is let down by bad game design or technical issues. And then a six is a solid effort that will appeal to fans of the genre, but is held back or let down by some aspects of its, of its design. And a, a seven is a great, a strong showing that is easy to recommend, but not necessarily for everyone. I, I couldn't give it a six five because I don't think I'd really be recommending this to many people personally. I See, I actually kind of would. Like I would recommend this to a casual player because it seems geared to one like it's certainly dumbed down from what until dawn did like it's certainly easier and more forgiving or at least in my experience but we're gonna get into that <laughs> but th- yeah i guess so i just think that like the des- there were just design issues that were really odd and a lot of it for me came down to the writing 
which seemed really strange, like tonally all over the place. I didn't know, like, was it a comedy? Was it a horror? Like, what are they trying to achieve here? Did you notice that every time you're walking somewhere that could be scary, they have to break it up with this weird little segment where the two characters will stand next to each other and not walk. They'll stop walking for some reason and they'll just have this like weird, like awkward, corny one-liners to each other. Not really. Not really. Dude, it happens so much, especially towards the end of the game where I feel like it's building to like its inevitable climax. And it's just constantly, they're like saying these corny one-liners and have stopped walking to where they're going to do so. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, someone's dying. People are dying around you. Like, <laughs> you don't understand it. And I mentioned it last week, and that was the other big issue I had. Is I'm, These characters just don't seem to be really understanding what the situation they're in. There's no sense of urgency. They're just like, what's up, man? Oh, you, you left me. <laughs> like, just weird. So weird. Like, just missed it completely. And I ruins mean, the pacing. The worst contender here was Aaron and I's favorite character for most of the game, who was Dylan. And he's just kind of like, I don't know, he's kind of like the goofy guy a little bit, but he's like, I don't know, a little bit sensitive too. And he just, he doesn't know what the fuck is going on, especially after like, and again, we already said the spoiler things. Like, did you cut his, I mean, I cut, I think we both cut his hand off. How did you do it? Yeah. Uh, I, oh, look, this is where we're really going to show problems here because I don't remember exactly what I did. I'm pretty sure I used the chainsaw. Which is so funny because I was like, the choice is chainsaw or shotgun. And in my mind, I was like, it's so fucked up to use a chainsaw on your friend. Well, see, my thought, I needed a clean cut, right? Like, I'm like, you do a shotgun and it's not going to be a nice clean cut. And one, I can't guarantee one shotgun shell is going to clean it off. It's going it to fuck though. your wrist up. Well, in the game it did, of course. But in my logical brain making the decision, I was like... It's going to leave your hand hanging off and all mangled and cooked and you'll have to like rip it off or cut it with a chainsaw anyway. So I, I can't remember. I there. think they maybe cauterize it or something, but it's certainly like it's fine. Like he doesn't. And I guess we should have said like he don't, werewolves. This is a game about werewolves. Uh, you don't know that initially. But yes, you're bitten and the advice you're given is to separate the limb, the afflicted limb. Well, to be fair, they they didn't get that advice until after they did it. That's true as well. That's they get the advice well. in the pool house. So, look, I, I just think even, like, Dylan's in the Radio Shack trying to give out, like, an SOS because his friend is maybe dying yeah, this and was is... attacked by something. And he's just, like, making jokes about it on the radio. Yeah. And I'm like, what I the fuck are you doing, dude? Specifically, that scene is the worst example of it. And actually, that's another thing. Like, before that, like, when the... the, the I suppose it's Chris's daughter uh, is shot out the, outside the pool house. I had no idea who that was or what was happening. But just a person was shot. They fell in the pool. You don't really get to see them. And we were so confused about what was happening. Yeah, this is strange because we spoke about this. And I kind of like I saw in my head and maybe I, I made this up, but I, I saw Laura take a shot and something fall. So to me, I was like, oh, so it's a... Like, I knew at that point immediately when they found the, the girl in the pool, I was like, oh, it's werewolves. I'd actually... Because of course I had Govinda. I'd already puzzled this out earlier. Earlier on. And I can't remember exactly when, but I was very proud of myself and I kept rubbing it in Aaron's face. Oh, he would do this. Yeah, I, yeah look, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. To me, the whole game felt like really stuttery, like not performance stuttery. I mean, just the story and the, the pacing of it was... Things were happening. It was really slow bone. Like it took six chapters to actually six to seven chapters out of ten to really feel like the story was moving, and it just felt like crazy stuff was happening. And then all of a sudden, I'm walking so slowly and awkwardly around these environments, trying to just find fucking tarot cards that didn't do anything. Yeah, they were really weird this time around. Like supposedly that gives you a glimpse of what's coming, but it was so fucking vague, and it wouldn't. Like, it, not even once did it help me or us. And the problem is you get someone like me who is, like, borderline OCD, I swear. And I literally was like, well, now I have to s circumnavigate this entire fucking map so that I can find this card because I'll be disappointed if I miss it. And so I'm just walking. Like, the way they walk in the world is just so slow and random and... I was laughing at it because it just looked funny. Like, if you turn on a dime, you're just like... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, like, that translates to the werewolves themselves, who look so shit. They might be the worst <laughs> werewolves I've ever seen in any fiction. They were just not 
scary. They all look the same, which I, I suppose is intentional because then you kind of forget which of your friends is a werewolf if and when they get turned. And it's just a weird, just a weird. And I yeah. want to say, I wanted it to be great. And that opening section that you have with like the couple, Laura and Max, like when they arrive that first night, like that was good stuff. I was into all that, like with the fucking it was creepy good setup. cop. Yeah, the creepy cop, that whole thing was very eerie and strange. And then you get the fucking doofuses the next day. Like, <laughs> let's have a party, dude. <laughs> uh, so the interesting thing is, right, so this all this all kicks off because Jacob is super into Emma. And so the day they're meant to be leaving the camp, which is obviously the night of the, that, that night is the full moon. And this is at the start of the story. Jacob's like, no, but she, I just, I really like her. And she's saying that we're over, but I just don't want it to be over. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sabotage our van so that we can all stay here an extra night and I get to bang Emma one more time. That's pretty much the subtext of it all. Actually, maybe not even subtext. It's explicit. And so <laughs> when it gets to the end, right, did you, obviously, I assume Jacob and Emma got back together at the very end. And I don't mean like they didn't hook up. They were like physically together at the end of the game for you. Yeah. I just wanted to say on that quickly before I forget. So uh, the thing with the car and the sabotaging, which one did you do? Did it matter? It apparently it does. So we did the um I don't know the the fucking not the fuel line one. Whatever the I'm not good with the cars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did the fuel line. So apparently if you do the fuel line, that there's a chance the car can catch fire, which can fuck you up later on. It didn't. It can have a it can though. Yeah, we did the other one. We took the fucking monkey nut or something and that was that was an <laughs> issue. Like did you have to go to the scrapyard then to fix that? No, I didn't have to go to a scrapyard. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't. Didn't seem to change anything. I'm, and I could be wrong. Like maybe I fucking took the rotor arm, but I'm pretty sure we. I broke the fuel line. Wait, so you didn't go to the scrapyard at all? Like we had this whole thing. What did you have to thing. do at the scrapyard? You go there, and apparently this can happen. Like Caitlin can go on her own, but we had it. It was Caitlin and Dylan. Oh no, we did go to the scrapyard, and that's yeah. where all the lights are turning on. Like the the. Yes. And you're in yes. the. Uh, you get into the. You see the car. The crane. And you've got to, yeah, yeah, the the magnet crane thing with the car attached to it. Is that is that where she died for you? No. Yeah, so I guess we should say as well, like, for me, I had Nick, the who actually has a pretty decent Australian accent. I was pretty into that. That's like a, a thing. Oh, I okay, so I gave him full credit. He must have been an actual Australian because at one yeah. point he said, that's a cop-out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's the best Australian vernacular I've ever heard in anything. Yeah, it's a, and it's he, so he must things. be actually Australian. Uh, so he, we killed him when he was a werewolf, so he died. Mm-hmm. Although I don't really, I guess he died, but I don't really count it. I guess I do. <laughs> and then You Caitlin, shot him with a shotgun, but yeah, continue. Yeah, and then Caitlin at the very end, uh, just confirming a name, uh, Abigail, um, had passed Caitlin the silver shotgun rounds, uh, and Caitlin, you have a chance to shoot, uh, this final werewolf, right? I'm blanking on which one it is, but it's like in the cabin. It's right really confusing about who's who. Like, yeah, my Abigail mm. got her neck ripped out by a werewolf and I could not tell you which one it was. I'm pretty sure it was Emma when she was a werewolf because I think it said it at the end. Yeah. Uh, but it was brutal. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Our Caitlin, we had a shot. Like you get one shot and if you shoot it, she would have lived. The werewolf would have died and Erin flubbed it. Well, she would. She's not a she's not a shooter person. But anyway, look, you've sidetracked me long enough. All right. So anyway, at the end of the after he <laughs> sabotages the car, at the end of the game, Emma and and what's his face, uh, Jesus, Emma and uh, Jacob get back together. Like they're back together in the scene again. They're not hooking up. They're not back together as a couple. They're just together in the scene. And you have the choice to come clean about you being the one that sabotaged the car. Yeah. Did you do it? Yeah, and you got a trophy for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just literally no one to blame but himself. Like he caused all of his friends to die. Because for me, a lot of people died. Yeah, it's. I was shocked to look afterwards how close so many of my characters came to dying, and we just managed to like just save them through happenstance. Like a good example was Emma when she's sort of on her own on the island, sort of early on in the game, and she's getting chased. Oh no, she hasn't even seen the werewolf yet. Uh. You go into, like, this tower, and there's, like, a trap door to get up to, like, the top of the tower kind of thing. And there's just, like, some junk 
in the tower as well, and we just happen to look at it. I think that's where you get the bear spray. And yeah, if you had just walked in and opened the door, she immediately dies. There's like no oh, interesting. chance to save it. And we just happen to like be like, oh, all right, better just like look at that. And yeah, I was I was kind of shocked. Uh, Jacob as well, early on, um, there's like a bit where, you know, someone's pointing a gun into a bush and you have the option to like take a shot. Apparently, if you pull that trigger, he immediately dies there too. And that's like... Oh, that's Jacob in the bush. Yeah, that's like chapter yeah. two or something or three. And and the, uh, we 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 seem like we're sl- slamming this, which we kind of are. But I there was parts of it that I like. Like I like the idea of I like the premise of the story that there's like this family there, the Hackett's, and one of theirs has turned into a werewolf, and you need to kill the werewolf that bit them to turn them back. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I like the just quickly. My understanding is that most of the Hackett's are werewolves. Is no. that correct? No, that's incorrect. Only one of them is. Only three Chris of is. them are. And also, his children, Kaylee and Caleb, are both werewolves. well. Chris, Chris, and the, Chris and the children are yes, but yeah, no one yeah. else is because they are obviously in a full moon and not werewolves. All right, let's say half the family is werewolves. Then <laughs> I don't include the children because you never see them. They just you yes, see you one dead in a bush. No, no, Caleb can kill several of your char- characters, but you don't like you don't interact with them. You don't play them. You never actually see them as humans. Except when she's dead in the water in the pool. Uh, no, I guess I just push back on that. They can definitely kill you. Like you can. Well, I'm not down. Da- I'm not down. They can kill you. They are. They are werewolves. They're in the game. They are werewolves for sure. But they're not. I don't include them because, like, I'm talking about the family that you see as humans at some well, point guess, in the game. Again, you can save Caleb, and there's a trophy for that too. Like you can actually save him and turn him human. Yeah, again. Yeah, nah, I, sh- I shot him in the face. <laughs> uh, but I like the premise where, like, the Hackett's. There's this family, and they're. People in their family are werewolves, so they will lock them up during a full moon, and then they'll go try and find the original werewolf and kill them to bring their family back, whatever. Except- And then there's this- Apparently, for this time, when they just- All three of the people that are werewolves, they don't lock them up, and that's the game. That's not true. Chris is locked up. Chris is, but where are the kids? Like, why aren't they in the cages too (laughs) when you get there? Uh, The timeline's weird. I think that's a very new- like I think the kids are newly turned. I don't see. I don't know because the idea is, I think this might be explained. But again, like presumably they've done this before. Like this should not be some fucking half done so thing. Everyone should the, be accounted for. <laughs> the reason that Caleb and and Kaylee are like I'm assuming are newly turned is because they have to have an excuse as to why they're not at the camp. So it means that like last year they were there. So they're like, hey, where are they this year? And like, but oh, they that, were away doing something. That doesn't make any sense because summer camp is like four months. Like they've been there for months. Where were they the whole time? But they they like, asked that already. Like at the start, they're like, where are they? And they're like, oh, they're they're gone. Like, but like they, they only they, turn, they only become werewolves for one day, one night, a month. Yeah. So where were they for the whole three months? Why weren't they at camp? Well, they were probably turned before this summer camp. But again, like, why aren't they there during the days when they're not a werewolf? They could still be a normal person, just like Chris. Going about their business at the camp. Well, that's one of the many plot holes in this game, probably. There's so many. If you really just push a little bit. But now, if you just let me fucking finish my Oh, I'm sorry. I had thoughts, a great point. Right? So, I like the premise of this family. Right. And I think this game, trying to save their other family members by doing stuff. But the family themselves are kind of backwater rednecks and they are kind of scary. And that is the main point in this game is you don't really know what they're doing until the very end. So, they're scary every time you see them in theory, even though they're not that scary. Now, you've got Constance Hackett, who is like the mum, and there is a, a very specific turning point in the game where you are playing as, as Laura and you are fighting over a shotgun with Constance and I don't know if it can go the other way, but I blew Constance's head off accidentally and the entire family turns on you and it is brutal and I think that was the best part of the game and I feel like that's like the last chapter or the last two chapters. And I was playing it being like, man, if only this game was like this from like chapter three, I would have enjoyed it so much more. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's hard because like, I think in the moment we were enjoying ourselves. It's just like afterwards, if you think about it too hard, it like there was, there's a moment apparently, and we didn't actually see this, but I read about it afterwards, like where, um, you know, uh, Jacob gets, he gets caught in like a trap, like a, a fucking rope trap and Bobby comes out and like, you can like throw dirt at him or whatever. Apparently, like, you can have Nick surprise him, shoot him with a shotgun, 
And then that was like kind of a weird inconsistency. Like he just doesn't show any damage from the shotgun blast. And Bobby is big, but he's not a werewolf. And you don't just get to be shot with a... And, like, no blood or anything. It's just kind of like they forgot or they, like, didn't account for that or... Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of inconsistencies. And I think... Look, I don't know. I just... The last two chapters I really enjoyed because I felt like I was constantly, like, what the fuck's going on? And then there's this really weird bit where Laura's getting chased by a werewolf and she's running out of a window onto the roof of a house. And she's, like, not running fast and the werewolf is going so slow... And, like, the timings between when she gets out the window... Like, you see them in the room together, and she gets out the window, and she runs across the whole roof, and the werewolf is just, like, going so slowly. I'm like, what? You've lost all suspense now, because I just don't believe what's happening, because the werewolf is barely even trying to chase her. And I was like, what? This game is just... It is flawed. Uh, that, severely by the way, flawed. that is Caleb. Uh, and I took the other route. Like, you went out the window... We went over the beams. You can, like, balance over the beams and yeah, go yeah. that way. That There's an interesting thing that can happen there. And then we fell down, and that's where Caitlin died. But apparently there's, like, a way where you can lure him into the kitchen and distract him with a toy that you set up earlier in the game, and you can lock him into the freezer, the werewolf. And then, if you, at the end, ultimately, like, revert him back to his human form, he can die because suddenly he's a human he's boy. He's in the freezer. Yeah. So there's like, there are some cool consequences that can happen that. Yeah, but at the same time, they take choices away from you and they just force them down your throat because that's the way the story has to go sometimes. It feels really strange. And I, look, overall, it was. I liked the, like, the end of it. I enjoyed it. And then I guess the anticlimactic bit at the very end where you find Silas and he's just like asleep and you just blow a hole in his back while he's asleep. And I was like, it's over. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I just, okay. I don't. I don't understand some of the decisions because, like, who who does not shoot him? Like, what is that choice to not shoot him? Like, why would you? Well, ever you can play do it that? again to find out. Well, I know what happens because I read about it all. Like, if you don't <laughs> shoot him, uh, I think everyone there dies. He like gets up and just fucking freaks out. There is some options you could have done earlier to do with Bobby to get a vial of werewolf blood, and someone can put the blood on them before you get to him, and they will survive. Uh, but that's like considered i don't know that it's a good ending but like because if you did what you did which is what i did killing him his mum still haunts the area and this is a whole fucking other thing i could get into like the 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 mum and the concept of ghosts in this world Aaron hates this but i went on a whole fucking tear about there's no setup for ghosts in this universe like yeah well, there's werewolves but she's just like appearing places she's like haunting things why? Why is she a ghost? Why is no one else that dies a ghost? It's just like one too many monsters. <laughs> like, why does she have to be a haunted old lady on top of the werewolf? I think you're overthinking it, dude. No, it's just, I don't see what it serves. Well, she's a ghost. I mean, and like, she kind of set the whole thing off because well, she, why did she drive the fucking kids off the road at the very start of the game? She, you know how they thought they hit like an animal? Yeah. What's going on there? Like, why, why is she silence. just... No, it was she the didn't mom. drive them off the road. It was, you it see was Silas. They, they no, even mentioned her. that towards the end of the game. You see her. Like, it's an old woman. You see the old woman. No, because they talk about Silas being a white wolf, and they were like, that's what ran us off the road. Because Silas no. was always the wolf boy. <laughs> I like that they actually call him the wolf boy. Yeah. Anyway, look, dude, I don't really have too much more to say. I will say the last <laughs> time we spoke about this, I, I said the game looks shit, and it, it does sometimes, but also sometimes it looks really good, and it's really weird, and I can't kind of uh, consolidate that in my brain, because every close-up in this game, I'm like, damn, this looks really good, and then they do a wide shot, and I'm like, I, this looks bad, it all fell apart. The, the voice acting was pretty good, I think, and like the audio in general. I think the voice acting was good. I think the writing was lackluster. But that must be so hard to like try and... You just... I, yeah, I mean... People have pulled it off, like, you know, this has been done before, but it must be really difficult to try and have those scenes flow together well, like, because it's funneling through, like, certain choices. Characters might be coming in where they should be scared or happy or, and it's, like, hard to jump to that next scene. Yeah, look, I, my problem is, like, look, I look at this in a few ways. I like it. The gameplay, I think, is pretty average because I think you're... Uh, the quick time events are very same samey. There's only like a few of different kinds of quick time events, and walking yeah. around the world is not interesting, really. 
And sometimes you get into things where you find something in the world and you want to do something with it, but you can't because you're blocked off because it it hasn't been designed for. Uh, I think the writing is relatively average most of the time with some high points in there sometimes. And I think with those two combined, it's just like not what I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I'll I'll be interested to see how the the next Dark Pictures goes because I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed at least one of those games, maybe as much as this, maybe not more, mm. but maybe as much as this. And they're much smaller budget, you know. I yeah, just don't makes, think I don't know. I just think like maybe it's until dawn as good as I remember it being, or is it actually average? That's what I was saying last week. No, I think it was really good. It's just, it was a while ago. And clearly, it's still what everyone measures this against. So, it must have been pretty yeah. good. Anyway. On that note, Govinda, I'm so fucking sick. I need to go douse my head. Yeah, you've been killing me this episode. If you don't hear one cough, you can thank me later, people. <laughs> that would be a miracle. we're both coughing up a lung. I reckon I can do it. Uh, I might leave a couple in just for just so they know that it was there. You know what I mean? But anyway, this has been episode 56 of Long Live Play, and it has been the absolute sickest episode that we've <laughs> ever done. Absolute sickest. One of the worst, but definitely one of the sickest. So take that as you will. I, I'm so tired, dude. I'm just so... I have a headache still. I'm having a bad time, so... I've, Let's go rest. I've been we'll come half back. of me. Kale's been half of him, and I'm going to try and harass him to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with me later. Goodbye. It might happen. Goodbye. <laughs>